there's a particular platform that I've become increasingly interested in over the past couple of months, and that is, of course, TikTok. TikTok now has over a billion downloads, which is quite impressive to see considering that it's competing directly with the likes of both Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back to Digital Talk. It is the first episode of the year and I'm excited to talk digital marketing as I have always done but have been on hiatus for what feels like a lifetime but was actually about eight months. Lately I've been jumping on Quora to answer as many questions about digital marketing as possible so that I can share any insights or value that I might have within the digital landscape. As much as I love answering questions directly on the platform, I thought it'd be better if I created the podcast, answering some of the questions in words so I could get my point across a lot faster. Because after all, Digital Talk was designed to be a podcast that was short and easy to consume. Look, it's a weeknight and I've got some free time, so I wanted to pick just a handful of questions from the platform and share my answers with not only just my audience, but also the Quora community. The first question comes in from someone who actually wanted to know, why does social media marketing appear like such a difficult task? And look, I think that's a great question. And it really depends on your perspective of the industry. Look, I come from a background in social media myself, predominantly in a paid performance role, working across paid platforms. Uh, But of course, I've also taken care of organic tasks like scheduling content, engaging with users, and even more so larger scale community management. The reason I think why social media marketing can appear like such a difficult task is that there's just so many different areas and facets that brands need to include in their social strategy and they're constantly evolving. I for one spend countless hours every day or every week um, patrolling new articles about product features that come out, um, algorithm changes, what platforms are the best to use at the current time, and it changes every single day. And I think that brands can just get so caught up in trying to do too much when it comes to social media marketing that they actually don't do themselves any justice. And finally, I also think it's crucial that brands remember that It is a social platform, so you need to be social with your community or audience. Um, We live in a time where brands are becoming people and people are becoming brands, so it's important to create a consistent message that actively engages your audience. Following on from that first question, I did also stumble across someone that wanted to know what social platform I think will be the most dominant in the year 2020, which is only one year away. Could have sworn that seemed like a lot further away in the future. 
But at its current rate, I see three main areas or platforms becoming quite popular within the next year. And that is, of course, the continual growth of Instagram, particularly as they look to roll out more e-commerce features and potentially looking at rolling out a standalone messaging application as well. I think that once brands have the power to natively create their own e-commerce store on the platform, uh, it'll be a much easier way to engage with users and then convert users on the same platform as well. I also think that messaging apps are going to continually become more popular. I personally see that social networks are becoming more personalized and more exclusive. So everyone's trying to, I guess, find their own particular communities that they belong in or want to engage with select groups of friends. Um, and these conversations or engagements that they have with these select group of users is more authentic and engaging. So I see that messaging platforms such as Messenger, WhatsApp, um, even WeChat over in China, which we currently don't have a significant dominance in Australia with, will continually become more popular and there's going to be more integrations being built into these apps allowing users to have an end-to-end -end solution for communicating with their friends brands and even taking care of day-to-day -day utilities like paying bills or purchasing products finally there's a particular platform that i've become increasingly interested in over the past couple of months and that is of course tiktok TikTok now has over a billion downloads, which is quite impressive to see considering that it's competing directly with the likes of both Facebook and Instagram. TikTok is massive globally, but it just hasn't taken off to the extent within Australia, or I guess from my perspective being now an older user unfortunately, uh, it just isn't something that my generation is currently using, but I think we'll change quite drastically in the next year of currently using the platform i absolutely love the quick easy engaging content that you can post everything's a lot more authentic the community is a lot more engaged people are a lot more positive across the platform um, it is just a completely different form of content and i think that brands need to start prioritizing tiktok as a platform if they want to get an early advantage and be serious about what's next in social media I've also been requested by a user to answer a question about Facebook groups, which is something I'm really passionate about at the moment, as I've been trying to scale a group for digital marketers over the past year myself. And I think that groups are almost like a saving grace for Facebook as a platform, as it allows brands to have more authentic communications within their particular communities or niche audiences that they want to engage with. The particular query that this person had was that they wanted to know how they could target Facebook group members using Facebook ads. Now, as a Facebook admin of a group, this was a huge query that I had when I first started running my group as I wanted to scale it quite quickly. And of course, you could do that through Facebook ads being one potential medium. Now, if you're a group admin, you'll understand that unfortunately at its current time, you can't actually target users within your group with particular ads, unlike a Facebook page where you can create custom audiences with 
people who have liked your page or engaged with particular posts. So, after doing some research, I did stumble across a little hack that will help you target people or members within your group or even other groups. So, if you're a brand and your competitor has a branded community, it will help you target the users within that community. The tip that I found was in Facebook, when you're creating custom audiences, you can in fact create a custom audience targeting any user who has watched three seconds of your video that you published. Now, what you could do is you could create a really informative or valuable video that's relevant to the group, your group or your competitor's group or even just any group for that matter, um, and publish it in that group and try and get people to watch as much as possible of the video. So it could even be a video just introducing yourself. And if it adds value to that community, I don't see a reason why it wouldn't be approved and that people wouldn't engage with it. If anything, the admins would want you to be publishing content in other groups. Um, and then after users have engaged with that, so it could be a week later if the post uh, dies down by that point, you can then go into Facebook custom audiences and create a custom audience targeting users who have watched a minimum of three seconds of that particular video. And that way you can then create a custom audience of people within your Facebook group or other Facebook groups, which I think is a really cool hack. And of course, off the back of that, you can create lookalike audiences so you can find more users with similar characteristics or demographics to those initial group users. Uh, user on Quora has asked, what is the best way to build an audience and become an influencer? Now, traditionally, your thoughts of an influencer is someone who is a celebrity, whereas over the past couple of years, we've actually seen the whole spectrum shift and we're finding that micro-influencers are becoming a much more effective way to engage with influencer marketing. A micro-influencer is actually someone with a smaller following. Let's say they have a following of 5,000 to 100,000. And in this case, because their following is smaller, their audience is more engaged and the content they tend to publish is a bit more authentic than what you'd find your celebrity with millions of followers would post. In return, users are more likely to take their word or advice on any particular products that they recommend as they feel like they have a much better connection with this particular influencer. Now, if you're looking to become an influencer yourself, I think that the best way to create an audience is to engage with your audience. Look, if you're wanting to create an audience and build your following, the best way to do it is to consistently create valuable content that your audience will actually want to engage with. And on top of that, you need to manually take the time to engage with your audience and give feedback on what you think about their content. It's a two-way street.
And the final question for this episode is by someone that wants to know, how do they start a career in digital marketing? Where do I even start? I personally think that there's so many resources online now that anyone can become a digital marketer. The work itself isn't rocket science and there's so many tutorials and online resources that you can consume to help you learn this very quickly. But the hardest part about being a digital marketer is remaining relevant and up to date with the best industry practices. I myself traditionally went to university and studied marketing itself. And of course, at the time, they didn't even teach digital marketing. So I was left with a degree that unfortunately is irrelevant in my field. But if I was to have my time again, I would use all of the free resources that are out there. So I know that Facebook, Google, um, even Twitter has a lot of digital marketing resources slash courses that you can do and you can even get certificates for these and I think that they speak so much more than having a university qualification because these online courses are up to date they're constantly the best practice and they're actually relevant to the platforms that you'll use day to day within a career in digital marketing but I think on top of using online resources whether it be through those particular platforms or something like Coursera, Udemy or Udacity, um, you need to document your journey and create a personal brand for yourself. As a digital marketer, the one thing you need to be able to do is market yourself. So that way when you enter the industry or as you continue to scale your knowledge, um, you can create a following of your own that you can then leverage. So it's important to document your journey, talk about the things that you've learned, talk about what particular areas you're fascinated in, share the work that you actually create or study, and you'll find that it'll be much easier to enter the industry with all of that content that you've created Um because digital marketing can be taught quite easily. It's more so just trying to find someone with the, the passion to constantly want to learn and adapt to the industry that's quite difficult. And when you share your story, you're actually creating content, which is a huge part of any digital marketing strategy. Content is key to everything, whether it be paid search, social, SEO, all of that is fueled by content. So if you can prove that you're creating content while you're interested in the industry, that's such a powerful head start that I wish I would have done three years ago. Look, that is it for the first episode, guys. It's been a while since I've recorded anything and I'm excited to be back. Do I know when the next episode will be out? I certainly don't. But whenever I get a free moment, I'll try and answer some more questions from Cora that I think will be valuable to my audience and the digital community as a whole. And if you have any questions you'd like me to answer directly, feel free to shoot me a DM on either Twitter, at Lachlan Kirkwood, or just find me on LinkedIn. I'll be sure to reply, I promise. And stay tuned for the next episode, whenever that may be. I'm Lachlan Kirkwood. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of Digital Talk. Mm-hmm.